0: name for security purposes partners with local missionaries who are helping Sudanese refugees. Look for the full story online to learn how you can help, and then pray that God would protect the hearts and minds of believers who are helping refugees through trauma counseling. Meanwhile, a new online video resource from Ron Hutchcraft Ministries helps people use their faith journey to bring others to Christ. Every believer has a hope story, and the Your Hope Story video series can be used to tackle the seemingly scary task of telling others about Jesus. Visit yourhopestory.com to learn about this free resource and consider partnering financially with Ron Hutchcraft Ministries to keep resources like these free to the public. We'll connect you at missionnews.org. Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries, Armand Kramer. WTRJ, Orange Park, Jacksonville. WAYL, St. Augustine. WATY, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. Who sowed the Word of God into your life? True Commentary with Stu Epherson, author of the book, First Words of Jesus. If you follow the Lord today, that means somebody, somewhere, somehow, at some time sowed God's word into your life. Was it a praying grandma? Was it a mom? Was it that camp counselor? Was it that Sunday school teacher that put up with you as a wiggle worm? Is it a obnoxious kid like I was growing up? A youth pastor, a coach, whoever it was, why don't you send him a thank you letter? Because Jesus talks about the power of the word of God being sown and growing up in Mark chapter four in the parable of the soils. It's time to thank those guys for sowing into our lives. And how about this question? Who are you sowing God's Word into today? Let's spread God's Word because faith comes by hearing, Romans ten seventeen tells us, and hearing by the Word of God. How's your sowing? True Commentary with Stu Empherson, author of the book, First Words of Jesus. Available now in bookstores or go online to firstwordsofjesus.com. Version
1: sequence, time, six, five, four, one,
2: zero. All engines running. Commit. Lift off. Hey, folks. Good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. Glad you have tuned in. Today is February the 6th, and, um, you know, we are already, let's see, well, we're almost, um, you know, 10 days into the month of February. And uh, to be honest, Doug... I, where is the time
1: going? It just flies, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, it's gonna
2: be spring here pretty soon. You know, we've got yeah, we've got a couple of big things coming up here in Jacksonville. I know everybody else seems to be very focused on the Super Bowl this weekend. Yeah, can't and, imagine uh, why. Well, I know. Uh,
1: who are you rooting for, by the way? Forty uh, Nine ers. I'm assuming. I, you know, oh yeah, I definitely am. Because and the reason is, I told you about Christian McCaffrey. Right. I really like him, and just have a lot of respect for him you know people said that when they made that trade to get him they really messed up he was a mediocre player <laughs> are you serious yeah Somebody said yeah, that? yeah and then, <clears throat> so I, I it's really been good to watch him and i think i told you when he came to the chapel uh when i did the carolina panthers years ago he took three pages of notes and was hungry for the lord and if you go on and read about him and read about his faith i mean he he's kind of been the real deal you know um again when you walk in that world it is so hard and difficult it's difficult in any realm but when you are being looked at all the time when you're being evaluated and when you're a high profile player like he is because he's uh, been an integral part of their journey along with brock purdy you know we need to pray for them because the enemy certainly will come in and will try to discredit them uh, and try to, you know, hurt. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, he does that with us and he's going to do it with them. So we need to pray that their faith stands strong in the midst of this, because, you know, for us, it's a football game for him. That's their job. That's it what is. they do. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of guys, you know, look at the glory part that takes place on Sundays. There's a lot of work that goes on in between and and they treat them like it's a job it's not uh they it really is it's a it's a full-time job for these guys and and every every guy that i've spoken to that played in the league has said you know it wears off pretty quick that you're in the nfl and it becomes a job it's just my job it's what i do
2: well they say nfl stands for not for long yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, yeah. So I I, I am kind of rooting for San Fran. Uh, at t- plus, I just don't want to see Kansas City win. Right uh, now, I'm with you. And
2: uh, uh, i i may have a I may have a friend or two out there tuning in yeah. who are Kansas City fans, and I love them. I absolutely love them. But uh, I really kind of want to see the Forty Nine ers win it. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So anyway. Um, we're not even going to be watching it. We're going to be watching the Chosen. We are, we uh, are. seasons one, a uh, season four, episodes one, two, and three. And so, uh, I encourage you to maybe go take a look at that. You can go out there and and watch it. It's a very well written. We may have an empty theater oh, in yeah, light of that. We might be, and that's okay. <laughs> that's It'll be a private
2: show, right? Perfectly fine. Hey, uh,
1: I, d- I did want to let people know. In fact, I might even try to get Brian on. Um, yes, Brian, Brian Doyle. Day before, yep. uh, at the, mm-hmm. On the 24th, which is a Saturday. It is the last Saturday in February. Uh, uh, Brian's been doing Iron Sharpens Iron Conferences for years, over 20-plus years. And uh, anyway, he is um, doing one here. Uh, He's got the way the way the Iron Sharpens Iron works is they usually have some keynotes. Now, unless he's changed it, they have usually a morning keynote and an afternoon keynote speaker that will speak to all guys. And then they break out into what's called the seminars. And seminars for this particular uh, one in Jacksonville on the 24th is anger, um, one on building a Christ centered brotherhood, one on following Jesus after high school by Tim Doyle, uh, who, oh, I, that'll be good. Uh, yeah. uh, another is called the four pillars of manhood. Um, you know, I- I've spoken at these, you've spoken at these. Um, so, um, well, it so yeah, it doesn't look like there's a keynote.
3: Yeah, uh,
2: Phil
1: Hopper is oh, a is keynote. Oh, Phil
2: is Phil the keynote. I okay. think Phil okay. Hopper
1: right. is the uh the keynote and he's doing a conference called Keeping the Honey After the Honeymoon. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so well,
2: uh, you know, one of the things I just wanted to point out because I know we've got a lot of dads who tune in here to SWAT Radio, uh this is I, what's encouraged me when I've either, when you and, I, you and I went up to, were we up in New York for one of these? You and I went and did one. Yeah, up we and, did in Syracuse. Syracuse. That, yeah. uh, I did, I've done the one here, I think last year, is to see how many young uh, b- men there are. I was going to say yeah. boys. 13 plus. So if you have a son who's 13 years or older, mm-hmm. bring him seriously yeah. bring him and it's yeah. it's a great encouragement
1: yeah i've i've done east coast west coast north and south and it doesn't matter where you go you always see young guys there and it's really brian has has done a good job it's a one-day conference yeah you, you know it um usually starts about 8 30 and you're done uh usually about three o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and so um uh, if, if you, again, for more information, uh, you can just, um, I think it's, it's uh, the, you go to ironsharpensiron.net, N E T, and it lists all the conference. You can just roll your cursor over Jacksonville and put that in. Yeah. You know, Brad, uh, for people that are just tuning in, our first segment, we usually, Talk about maybe things going on in our culture, um, you know, what's happening. And uh, this morning I was uh, working out on that, I call it the stupid simulated running machine. I'm really bummed because I can't run uh, really. I I could, but um, after I had my hip replaced, the doctor said, well, if you want to have to do it again soon, just go run. So I'm trying to be a good patient and not and doing what he said even though i don't like doing that simulated run machine as much as getting outside but um i was on there and al roker and that whole crew from the morning show he's on had a guy on talking to people about what's going on with our kids and it was really interesting because here you have what i call liberal progressive secular media and when the liberal, progressive, secular media starts to say we have a problem with our kids and our culture, there's a problem with depression, there's a problem with anxiety, there's a problem, and, um, and they're, they're looking for a place to lay the blame, it's not social media. Social media is nothing more than an outlet. It's like anything. Yeah and and typically what happens is people try to treat the symptom instead of what the problem is that you know um i was reading this morning uh, the Denison thing and he quoted chesterton who i, I love and G.K. chesterton said, yeah, yeah. And he says what we all <laughs> dread most is a maze without a center i'll let that sink in mm-hmm. for a second um a maze without a center in other words we're we're trying to figure out where to go and there's no end in sight there's just nothing and and you look at our nation and where we are and i was just sitting there listening to that this morning thinking wow our culture uh the 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 elites of our culture are now starting to say we have a problem and they're trying to find out where to lay the blame they're trying to find a place mm-hmm. that they can come in and and uh you know, you got uh, what I call DEI people, diversity, equity, and inclusion people who are like a, a transgender kindergarten teacher. Sorry about that. I'm sorry, just a little background music. <laughs> uh, you have a trans, that's how you know we're live. Those right. kind of things happen. Um, but anyway, the, you got a transgender kindergarten teacher. Who is posting on TikTok and Twitter and other places or X, what it's called now, uh, about her hatred of Israel? Israel ought to be wiped off the map. Why? Or, you know why? She she doesn't even know why really. Just it's it's just the the fad of the moment. Talking about how she hates America, you know, mm-hmm. and and the country that gives her the freedom. Let, let her go try to say something like that in China. Yeah. Let her get on TikTok yeah. over there and say it. It won't go well for her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, just thinking about what Chesterton wrote, David in Psalm 36 says, Sin or transgression speaks to the wicked deep in his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes, for he flatters himself in his own eyes that his iniquity cannot be found out and hated. The words of his mouth are trouble and deceit. He ceased to act wisely. He plots trouble while on his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good. He does not reject evil. This is from Psalm 36. And, you know, he could be speaking about people in this country, leaders in this country People that are trying to divide this country, people that are, uh, you know, basically trying to destroy this country, because, again, it's not their thoughts; they are following the prince of the power of the air, and so, you know, David starts off with that, but then in verse seven he says, "How precious." Is your steadfast love, O oh God? The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delight. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, do we see light? And boy, if the, the, the message is, it's not about Facebook, it's not about a meta. It's not about Apple with their new VR things Mm -hmm. they're coming out with. The answer's in the Bible. It's God's word that points to him. He is the light, and his truth has to go forth. And so what if the church, the church by church I mean universal, what if the believers here really started being messengers of the true gospel? What if we started – communicating the euangelion not the forgiveness only gospel not the jesus is your little personal you know banker doctor uh, a gospel but the euangelion the fact that he came to rule and reign and he is the author of life he's the author of truth there is no truth apart from him boy have we gone away that is the problem
2: well, I was sharing with you before we came on. I had the privilege of going and speaking to uh, the FCA uh, k- kids over at Bowles school this morning and it was great, had a whole house full thanks to uh, the Skinner family who's been doing this for 28 years. 20, 25 years after their kids have already moved on, they're still having these kids and we the message was on truth mm. that is not your truth or my truth. It's God's truth. And uh, Jesus said in his high pri- priestly prayer, uh, you know, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. And yeah. if, our, if we're not finding our truth in the word, it's not truth.
1: Yeah, we, we don't get to change it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh,
2: We're going to take a quick break. Call us this afternoon, 844 777 844-777-SWAT. You can also email us at at askatswatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation.
1: The Florida-Georgia
0: Truth Network, Palm Coast listens at 91.9.
2: If you've
4: been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies,
2: if you're trying to feel the same old
4: holes inside, there's a better life, there's a better life. If you
1: got pain, he's a pain taker, if you feel
2: lost, Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. Call us this afternoon, eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. 7928 By the way, Doug, I it is part of my preparation. I always like to drop in some quotes. I found this quote this morning since I was speaking on the truth it says this this is winston churchill the truth is incontrovertible malice may attack it ignorance may deride
1: it Mm.
2: but in the end there it is (laughs) that's right there it is there it is right i
1: mean so um you know brad in fact we we talked a little bit yesterday about mark two and one of the things that that uh God reveals is a Messiah who affirms the authority of God's word or his truth, Mm -hmm. not tradition. God's word is over everything. It's our starting point. You said that yesterday. And so this today, we're going to look at um, a Messiah who affirms the authority of God's word and clarifies the meaning of God's word, because the problem is people take god's word and in the case of the pharisees they made their tradition god's word to the people Mm. and that was wrong you can't do that that's Mm. not his word their tradition is not his word their tradition was their fences they built around um and so we're going to look at how jesus dealt with that and there's a couple of good principles there, so I'll have you read in just a second. But I do think we have a caller. I think, uh, Jason. Yeah, Jason, you there, buddy?
2: Yeah, I'm here. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio. Thank you. Hey, I just have a a, a comment. I guess a question
5: also uh, in dealing with a union at a workplace. Um, the the union represents a political party that encourages well I, I maybe not encourages but it certainly allows for abortions for the for killing of children mm-hmm. and the union was doing that long before it represented me as an employee mm-hmm. and the truth of the matter is i'm not i'm not a union member and have not been a union member but i i see I, there are a lot of people trying to convince me that i need to be in the union because my differences are that that I can resolve it, I may be able to resolve some of the issues that I have with the union, Mm -hmm. but I say to them, it's, it's important to not, it's it's too easy for me to not be involved because this is a huge mistake. You start sending money and all of a sudden that money is going upwards into the upper echelon of the union. It's not, you know, and they're going to use it for things that are not, that are appalling to me Mm -hmm. and that are against the scripture. And I, I cannot, I can't justify even going into it, um, (laughs) On, on the grounds that I might be able to resolve some of the issues I have with it, I, it's on a national level, and I don't care to get involved in that fight. I think the best thing is to not be involved and and, and step away from it. and And this is a problem I'm having with the people that I work with.
1: Okay um, have you ever Have you ever shared with them, O, that it's a matter of your faith that you aren't a part of it?
5: I, I've I've, expre- I've expressed that, but I still get hit every once in a while with it, and more often now than than ever.
1: Okay, um, so what is the purpose? Is
5: I'm, I'm dealing-
1: Jason. What's the primary dealing- purpose of the union? Oh,
5: to represent the employee in front of in front of the employer, and I and I tell you, you know, our employer is bad enough, but I and I don't have to. I could step away from that too. But you know, there's a, you, you don't, I guess you can only do so much. I mean. It, it, and what you do in your work is, is difficult too sometimes. But I just think that this, the whole union, because of its its ideology and, and where they come from and who they're backing in the world, I think that they're a part, uh, they're closer to Satan than they'll ever be to Scripture.
1: Okay. One of the so. things that I'm hearing, though, is you've told them that it's a matter of your faith, but they still hit back at you, right? And probably when you That's tell true. them it's a matter of your faith, it's because of what the unions employ or what they want to do with the money. But isn't one of the primary roles of the labor union to campaign for higher wages for their members?
5: That is and that yeah, that is that's that's probably their number one okay so better better benefits
1: and wages. Okay, so the next time somebody asks you why aren't you a part, you can say well, it's a matter of faith. What what do you not agree with? And you can tell them, well, in the Bible, uh, John the Baptist says, be content with your wages to those who would follow Jesus, and specifically the soldiers, because they were always garnering. I'm just saying that may be a different approach to take with them, because when you say that, then it takes it out of the realm of the cultural war, right, of abortion or how they're spending. And it, and it makes it very personal in the fact that, okay, Or do you believe God provides the money he wants you to have?
5: And I do. I, I, and I believe that too, to, to go and to demand or to beg additional wages from your employer is not, I, we do, I do well with what I, with what I bring home and and I'm satisfied. I'm not saying I wouldn't love to have an extra million bucks in the bank, but I'm satisfied. And I, you know, and I don't intend on working that much. I've, I've worked my whole life and I've been content with what I, with what I have. Mm -hmm. And, And that is a great point, you know, and I've, I've I've, I've under, I understand that, but it has been until this point it's been a difficult thing for me to explain to somebody.
1: Well, and I lot, think that you have phrased it perfectly. Well, well, a lot of times, what happens with the unions is they they almost breed <laughs> breed dissatisfaction yeah, among the, totally. the people, right? And really, Jesus wants us not to look at our employer. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't make known desires if you're being mistreated right? If you're not being treated fairly, I I, I do agree. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, that, that's the only thing I really have to offer (laughs) in, in thinking about (laughs) it, that might be a better approach. But again, if you stand for truth, no matter where you are, um, and, and again, you, you've said very clearly that there's some things going on. You don't agree with, uh, Paul says, what fellowship can light have with the darkness so i you know we we need to be careful about being aligned i'm not saying everybody who's part of a union is aligned with something bad i'm just saying based upon what you've been sharing uh we do know that union funds a lot of times are funneled or, or they're they're sent they're they're given to things that really aren't good so anyway uh i appreciate your call was it was there another question that you had or was that it pretty much no that
5: was uh that was a point I wanted to make. And I really needed something, you know, I need something to go on, you know, I mean, I've looked and I've read and I, and I have a lot of stuff, but, and I've talked at length and I think I've, I've made a good point, but I appreciate what you've said today. And you know, the next time it that it veers into that particular topic and that particular way we start talking about wages and what the union can do, you know, that's something I should have thought a long, long time ago. I appreciate it. Well, no, that,
1: no, that's good. Thanks. and And just remember as much as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. So you can't be responsible for how other people respond, but you are responsible for how you respond to them. So I, I would just keep praying for them and try to be a light brother. Okay. Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you very much. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you, Jason. Uh, good point. Uh, I was in fact last Friday, I think it was, I was listening to the, I don't know if it was the briefing. I'm not sure, but talking about, um, um, what we were just talking about, uh, the union, the unions. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, how many of the unions support a lot of the stuff that the left? And we're not a political program,
1: but I, I think, well, what well, you know, we the, can the, just the, say they support unbiblical things. Exactly. Yeah, and, that, 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 it's it's not left or right; it's just flat yeah. out unbiblical. Well, I mean, you and I were
2: talking about it during the first segment this, uh, you know, uh, woke kindergarten, what they're calling kindergarten woke or woke kindergarten. You know, and this lady who founded that organization
1: hates Jews. Well, she was the Once lady I was speaking about. Exactly. Yeah, that's the one I saw last night. And, and,
2: and the, the reality is, in fact, Vic and I were literally coming over the Buckman Bridge listening to this. And uh, I said, well, no wonder homeschooling's the fastest growing movement there is. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I, I don't not support teachers. I'm thankful for teachers. But if you're a teacher who who wants to, it's about that kind of garbage. Uh, I'm be pulling my kids out, yeah. And I think whether it's a
1: union or it's the
2: school system or it's the
1: Chamber of Commerce, yeah, uh, there are other options. There, there are, and um, it, it, like I said, it was awful to hear what some of the things she said. Well, hey, let's let's uh, before we go to break, I, I'd like for you to read Mark two twenty three through twenty eight. And we're going we're gonna to go into the <clears throat> clarification Jesus does with the meaning of God's word. And remember, we talked about God revealing a Messiah who affirms the authority of God's word. He clarifies the meaning of God's word, and he demonstrates the mercy. Tomorrow, we'll get in the mercy in chapter 3, 1 through 6. But we're going to finish up that last little section of chapter 2. So read 23 through 28 and mark 2
2: yeah one sabbath he was going through the grain fields and as they made their way his disciples began to pluck heads of grain and the pharisees were saying to him look why are they doing what is not lawful on the sabbath and he said to them have you never read what david did when he was in need and was hungry he and those who were with him how he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. These
1: are the very words of God. And uh, yesterday... We really explored the whole idea of him affirming the authority of God's word over tradition. Remember, the the Pharisees uh, used the Talmud, which was the written down version of the Mishnah, which was the orally transmitted uh, commentaries on God's word, and they put fences up. There were twenty four chapters on Sabbath laws. It really wild things like you could only take 1,999 steps, um, couldn't light a fire, couldn't carry anything that weighed more than a dried fig. And so we talked about how Jesus took them back to the scriptures. He says, have you never read? He took them back to 1 Samuel 21 with David like you just read and how David and his men ate the 12 loaves of the bread of presence. This was bread that was put in the presence of God in the tabernacle each week of the temple. And every week, 12 loaves, they were replaced. And only the priests were allowed to eat the replaced bread once it came out. But this was a divine ceremonial law. And ritual ceremony tradition never takes priority over a person's life or well-being and Jesus said that if David can violate this divine ceremony then it's not wrong for disciples to violate human tradition. So when we come back, we're going to get into what what did Jesus mean about man not being made for Sabbath or Jesus being lord of the Sabbath? He clarifies the meaning of what God's word really means.
2: Amen. Glad you tuned in today. We're going to jump back in after the break. You can call us at 844-777-7928. You can also email us your questions or comments at ask at swatradio.com that's a-s-k at swatradio.com stay tuned we'll be right back after the break
3: with srn news i'm john scott the u.s house is about to impeach homeland security secretary Alejandro Mayorkas.
4: Today's
2: planned vote is expected to be deeply partisan. House Republicans say Mayorkas has refused to comply with immigration laws, resulting in a record surge of immigrants at the U.S.-Mexico border and that he has breached the public trust by his actions and comments. Democrats say the allegations are not true and are hardly grounds for impeachment. Record numbers of people have been arriving at the southern border, and they come from countries around the world. Many migrants are claiming asylum and are being conditionally released into the U.S., arriving in cities that are not equipped to provide housing and other services. Donna Water, Washington. Also
3: at SRNNews.com, a federal appeals court panel has ruled Former President Trump can face trial on charges. He plotted to overturn the results of the 2020 election. In a legal
5: setback for Trump, the judges rejected his claim that he's immune from actions taken while in the White House. The Federal Appeals Court panel ruled that the former president can be prosecuted for his role in the run-up to the January 6th Capitol riot. A Trump campaign spokesman responded by saying a president would not be able to properly function without complete immunity and that Trump will appeal.
3: What else correspondent Greg Cluxton. In Pontiac, the jury has reached a verdict in the manslaughter trial of the Michigan school shooter's mother. Jennifer Crumley charged with involuntary manslaughter. She's accused of failing to safely secure a gun at home and ignoring the mental health needs of her son. Ethan Crumley shot and killed four students at Oxford High School in 2021. The verdict, not yet announced. On Wall Street, the Dow ahead 95 points, but the NASDAQ is down 28. This
4: is SRN News. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly healthcare costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with healthcare costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. No active accidents, but there is a broken down vehicle on I-95 southbound at the ramped Emerson Street, And again, that is causing a few delays in that area. Also, there's congestion I-95 southbound from 8th Street to before Kings Road. Clear and cold tonight, low 41. Wednesday, sunny, high 57. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. They say
5: sometimes you win some. Sometimes you lose some. And right now,
3: right now, I'm losing bad.
5: Stood on this
3: stage night
1: after night, reminding the broken, it'll be all right.
2: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. By the way, if you're new to SWAT, maybe you're just picking us up for the first time. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and uh, our, our desire here on SWAT Radio is to equip and encourage you, the listener, to live out your faith fearlessly in a world that often challenges it. You know, we, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we uh, exposit the Word, we talk about it, we discuss it. Doug usually has a guest in on Thursday, and then Friday, Uh, I usually have uh, David Gray or one of the other SWAT brothers in, and we basically take the passage that we've been working through, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and just kind of start to uh, discuss how we live these things out. Ultimately, James tells us not merely to be hearers of the Word, but doers, and uh, so we just believe that's an important element of teaching the Word, is that we have some discussion on application all scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. So if that's true, uh, we're glad you tuned in. And uh, Doug, let's
1: get back into the text. Mark chapter 2. Well, we are in verse 27 and 28. um, We talked about how God reveals a Messiah who affirms the authority of God's word in verses 23 through 26. And in 27 and 28, he's clarifying the meaning of god's word and he says the sabbath or shabbat as they knew it was made for man not man for it the sabbath was established at creation it wasn't established when the 10 commandments came in fact in genesis 2 verse 3 it said god rested why did he need to rest He's infinite. He He's an infinite, mm-hmm. powerful being. He did not need to rest. He rested as a model for man to set something up. And you go, He he wanted us to take one day a week to rest, reflect on his what? On his goodness, his provision, his mercy. Because what happens if we don't do that? If we if we don't take a day, and I know you've done it, I've done it. Mm. We've all gotten into cycles where yeah. you just are working, and you're you've got deadlines, you got things you got to do, and you're just bursting right through the mm. weekend with no stopping. And what happens? What what happens just when you're working out. like that? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna burn out. You're like a hamster yeah. on a wheel. Yeah, you 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 and you tend to forget the spiritual. Realities and priorities that God wants us to have, right? That He's creator, that He is sovereign over everything. And so He wanted His people to see that. So Jesus clearly articulated in that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man, He says, which is a term from Daniel 7 that refers to Messiah. Uh, is Lord even of the Sabbath. So he's making a statement there, I'm God. I'm I'm, I'm over mm-hmm. it. And he says, all reality is under the sovereignty of God. Nothing is outside of that authority. Remember in John 1, uh, verse 2, he says, all things were made through him. And then over in Colossians 1, 16, he says, not just through him, but <clears throat> yep. what?
2: By, but, him, by him and for him.
1: For him. Yeah. And the Sabbath was a covenant sign to the people around, almost like Chick-fil-A. Think about Chick-fil-A. Everybody knows Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. It's a sign. Why are they closed on Sunday? Well, it's for people to spend time with their families, to rest, to reflect. Uh, Truett Cathy felt like God wanted him to do that. All right, And so it was a covenant sign back in Israel all the other nations work seven days a week. You know why? Because they didn't have a relationship with the Creator. The, the Israelites mm-hmm. were God's people. Right. These people, his people, rested, and they were to reflect. And again, this predates the Ten Commandments. If you go back to Genesis chapter 16 and and read verses 16 through 30, What happens is God is giving the people manna for their bread. He says, listen, I'm going to give you this manna every day, this bread every day. You go out and you gather enough for the day, but don't keep it till tomorrow. Don't hoard. Don't put it aside. You just trust me. I'll give it to you every day. Well, what happens? The first day they go out there, people kept it. And the next day they found worms in it. It was rotting and stinking. It was was unusable, uneatable. And God says, listen, I want you to go out and do it every day, except on the sixth day. You're not going to go out on the seventh day. That's going to be a day you rest. On the sixth, I will give you enough for the sixth and seventh. Then Monday, you'll start back again with the daily until we hit the next sixth day. Well, what happens is on that sixth day, sure enough, there was more out there. They gathered more. And it didn't stink on the seventh day. It didn't have worms on the seventh day. Why? Because God ordained it so. He is sovereign. And so the people, but still, some people went out there on the seventh day and mm-hmm. and it goes, why how hard headed are you guys gonna be? Right. But I want you to read, Brad, Isaiah 58, verses 13 and 14. This is God's word to his people about this issue of the sabbath they had neglected to rest they neglected to rest in him and listen to what it says 13 and 14 yeah
2: yeah if if you turn back your foot from sabbath from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the sabbath a delight and the holy day of the lord honorable if you honor it not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or talking idly sorry i did I did I cover that right? Okay, yeah. then one then 14. Yeah. Then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken.
1: So he basically is saying, listen, if you trust me and take your day of rest, I will follow through. I'll, I'll, I'll do what I said I'll do. It's hard mm. for us in our culture to take a day of rest. I admit it. It is hard for us to do it. But well, you know I was, what? I was
2: wondering if it, it was going to be you or me that admitted it first. Well, well, well
1: listen, I, this weekend I had things that I needed to get done. And I said, Lord, I'm going to take this day and I'm going to put this stuff aside till tomorrow. I'll work on it tomorrow. I'm not today, I'm going to reflect on you, I'm going to rest on you and and think about you, not in a legalistic way, but just to take a moment to reflect on his provision. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was Martin Luther that's, that said, "If you've got all this work you've got to do, you're going to be a lot sharper if you spend time praying about it in the morning, more time praying and then watching God take care of the things you need to there was a guy named ralph maloon um and i want to share this story before we go into the break ralph ran a company uh, that now is known as correct craft but back then it was known as the pine castle boat and construction company and they're out of orlando and what happened back in the 1940s uh 1945 specifically that U S government came to Ralph and three other boat companies and said, we got a problem over in Europe. We need boats. We need 306 boats actually when they needed 500, but he said, um, we, we need, uh, your company to make 42 boats in the next three weeks. Uh, and that's for the war effort without them. A lot of men are going to die. Eisenhower ordered it. And so, They had a schedule. I think 48 boats was what they were supposed to do. But after praying about it and talking with family members, they decided that God was leading them to produce 300, six times what Eisenhower tasked them with. And so what happened is the government regulator guy came down the expediter and he said, listen, you only got three weeks. There's no way you're going to make it you got equipment shortages. You got inexperienced help and not a lot of time. You guys are going to have to work seven days a week for the next three weeks. And, um, Mr. Maloon said, Nope, we feel like God doesn't want this company to do that. And they got in an argument with him and the guy was pretty insistent. And he said, um, uh, well, you know what, if you're going to make us do that, we're going to pull the contract. We're not going to do it. Well, he goes, okay, you can do it. So, to make a long story short, what happened is they ended up producing 306 boats in three weeks. Now this is pre-automation. This yeah. is this is when they were—I mean—they were doing a lot by hand and stuff. And so, um, what happened is the other three boat companies couldn't keep the quota that they were supposed to, which was a lot less. So Eisenhower tasked them with doing another hundred boats, and they did. They popped out 400 boats, and when that worker came back, you know what he said? The worker came back and said, listen, um, he goes, you folks certainly have a faith in the Lord. He was had tears going down his face. I want to congratulate you. There was something, someone other than man did this job. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't
2: that a great story? It's, it's such a great story. Uh, we'll talk about it when we come back. Um, Bill Jurgen, who is now the CEO of Correct Craft, wrote, wrote a book called Making Life Better. tells that whole story. We need and to they still him, do that. We need to get him as a guest. Yep, they, uh, I, I know him well. And so, uh, anyway, hey, we're going to take one more break. Call us at 844 777 7928. And uh, we'd love to take your calls. Be right back.
0: We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service Inc. Ace Door and Window Service Inc. is a full service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Augustine at 91.9.
1: Look down from a broken
2: sky. Traced out by the city lights, my world from a mile
4: high. Best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden start. Breathing
1: the familiar shock of confusion and chaos of those Hey,
2: welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. If you wanna call. 844 Bill, uh, excuse me, <laughs> Doug, I had Bill Jurgen in my <laughs> You're head. You're thinking uh, about that guy, yeah. Bill is the, as I mentioned, the uh, CEO of Correct Craft, which is the story of uh, the Maloon family. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a story. B- uh, Bill's written a couple of books. Actually, he's written about four or five books, Education of a CEO. But uh, his book, Making Life Better, is the story of... The Correct Craft Boat Company. And mm-hmm. uh, it is an amazing story, which you just gave a little clip of it, about the faithfulness of a man who, who was a believer who chose to close his operation down on Sundays mm-hmm. and to honor the Lord with that day. And yet they built, you know, I don't know percentage-wise, how many more boats than everybody else did who was contracted at that same time Mm. and uh you know i think i brought this up even at swat the other day is you know how how many people i was in the fast food business you know how many how many people would look at chick-fil-a and think man can you imagine the amount of business they do if they just open
1: on sunday yep and that's what people said i mean like one of the big problems uh, for their competitors or I, I would say is that they the, all the competitors were like almost laughing at them initially mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: because of their uh desire to close on sundays and yeah i may have to treat chick-fil-a a little bit like manna yeah you
2: know on the sixth day get double portion oh. <laughs> and then it's in the fridge i don't know anybody else out there yeah. with me on that one call yeah.
1: me 844-777 SWAT <laughs> well well here's the thing you know, when you think about this whole idea of rest, um, it, it is really the, the Sabbath, we find our rest in Christ now. In fact, over in Matthew chapter 11, uh, Jesus said this. He said, um, all things have been handed over to me by the Father. Verse 27, no one knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who who labor and are heavy laden, and what? I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. He doesn't say, that you're going to find necessarily rest from your disease. He doesn't Mm -hmm. say you're going to find rest for your worries, but you will find rest for your soul, your soul. By worries, I mean there are things that are bad that are going to happen because this world is broken that we live in. But he said his yoke is easy, his burden light. And, you know, even the writer to the Hebrews, Brad, over in uh, chapter 4 we when we taught through Hebrews, I really, I like, I, I really like this text um, in chapter four because it deals with this idea of rest, and and he 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 talks about the whole chapter is really about rest, his rest, um, and he says today if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart you know all these people out there who say well god's condemning this person god's condemning this person if you hear his voice don't harden your heart you mm-hmm. know if you hear his voice yeah um and 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 it's really kind of ironic that he says let us strive to enter that rest and that that he says let us strive to enter the rest how do, how do you do that It's got striving and and, uh, rest in the same sentence. It almost seems like it, right? Well, I I, I didn't. When I was thinking about the last segment,
2: when I said, who's going to admit it, you or me first, Mm -hmm. that struggles with this area of rest because that is the Sabbath. Sabbath is rest. And I, I just, this is my own take on it, Doug. I may be completely off base. But if you're going to rest, you actually have to focus on that. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's the idea of striving. Well, Striving and, and, and to well, enter the well, rest. Well, when
1: you and I think about strive, we think about work. Right, right. But the word there actually means to be zealous or eager for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's more a desire than it is you yeah. actually working. It's, hey, I, I want this rest. Yeah. I but, d- i'm tired but of working. what
2: what is and i don't want to interrupt any flow you've got with mm-hmm. getting the rest of our time but when i think of rest um or the lack thereof what are the things that keep us from resting mm-hmm. you know i can tell you what on a sunday you know what i'm thinking about monday mm-hmm. um in fact oftentimes on sunday i'm thinking about next sunday or, mm-hmm. or next saturday um and i think that idea of striving yeah that that's a good that's a good picture what did you say it's uh, z- to a, be a, zealous, zealous
1: it's to be yeah. zealous for or eager for is mm-hmm. what it it's, is literally what it means well and if you're eager for something you will do the things
2: necessary to get that mm-hmm. so what's necessary
1: in your life well, that Hebrews 4 really deals with this whole idea of rest, it, and it, it deals with this resting in Jesus. He is our rest. And so as we think about, you know, our our lives, and, you know, Brad, we talked about this. I think we talked about it Monday, yesterday, maybe not, or last week. Remember, when we were growing up, the— Stores were closed when you were a kid on mm-hmm. Sunday. It wasn't just Chick fil A; it was everything. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't do anything. Oh yeah, remember pre cell phone? Remember you just had a landline? <laughs> yeah, back Usually, in the 1900s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is like 1970s, 1980s. Oh, 80s. Yeah, you you had a landline, but in the, the 70s, most stuff was closed on Sunday. And so you had a couple options. You could go to grandma's house. You could stay at home. Now there were restaurants open. Ah, uh, where I was, very few. I mean, if not all of them, but yeah. A few but ones. I mean, there yeah. were, if any, uh, that there were, there were just not. I don't remember. In fact, I remember. I think Bonanza was the first restaurant <laughs> that came to Meridian that opened up on a Sunday. Well, wow. and people started going after church. Yeah. Now everything's open. But the point being is we, we just, we went home and we did. We rested on that day. You didn't work uh, unless you were a fireman or a police officer. And uh, we'll talk about and Nefesh tomorrow, which we alluded to yesterday. It, it is a Jewish teaching that basically said if somebody's life is in danger, that it was okay to break the Sabbath or a ceremonial law, Uh, hence David, what David did with his men, or in the case of the Levite and the priest walking by the guy who was bleeding on the side of the road, they didn't maybe touch him because of fear of being unclean. But the greater law not only was was an excuse against breaking that law that you should make, but it was almost a command to break the law Mm -hmm. to take care of the person. And we'll get into that tomorrow as we look at that. But Jesus clarified the meaning clearly that he's Lord of the Sabbath. And one thing we really haven't touched on is Jesus made the claim when he said he's Lord of the Sabbath "Is I'm God, right? So if the disciples are walking with him and he says, it's okay, it's okay, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, He if right. they were doing what he did, which more than likely they were, he probably reached out and grabbed one. They reached out. I mean, really, this would have been a pretty common practice. It was very uh, common.
2: Main main road. You're basically get, getting off the road into the into the wheat fields and
1: well, the, well, just, they went from A to B a lot of times through the wheat or barley fields or or whatever as a they, shortcut. Yeah, yeah, they would go through those and and it was permissible according to Deuteronomy for somebody to do that. So my point being is, if the Messiah is doing it then it's, it's okay for you to do. He was their rabbi. So they were just being like their rabbi. And, and Jesus clearly said, I'm Lord of the Sabbath. In other words, if I'm telling them it's okay, it's okay. (laughs) And you know, a lot of times we, we alluded to this a little yesterday that to take your conviction, for instance, let's say you, um, you struggle with alcohol. And you are an alcoholic, and all of a sudden, you know Jesus intervened in your life, drew you to Himself. You responded, and now you're a believer. And as a believer, He says, "Brad, listen, you've every, you know, you've struggled with alcohol. Uh, I don't don't want you drinking any more alcohol mm-hmm. because you lose inhibitions and yeah. you won't represent Me well. So you now have a conviction that you shouldn't drink." you take that conviction and you try to tell everybody that that is theology that's out of the Bible. You shouldn't drink because it's a conviction to you that God put on your heart. That's the, that's the Sunday thing really. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul says in Colossians, let no man regard one day more important than the other. Why? Cause Jesus is our rest. Yeah. He's yeah. our rest. And so, um, So taking your conviction and making it theology is kind of what the Pharisees were doing with the Talmud and the Mishnah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So we have to be guarded against that. It's not wrong to have convictions, but it is wrong to make your conviction somebody else's theology in an area that's not clearly delineated or isn't delineated, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, well, I think it's, I mean, I think the Sabbath
2: uh, issue, while, this is uh <clears throat> i think what you're saying is it's not theology today that you take off on sundays is that right doug well yeah it's it's um th- i mean what i'm saying is there's some liberty there because christ is our sabbath he yeah. is our rest yeah and
1: scripture speaks to it through yeah, paul you right. know when, exactly. he spe- when he spoke in colossians you know i'll i mean the, here here remember the word of god is the